Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 5th of April, 2020. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. Hello. And Robert Kemp. Yup. There you go. No, no funny things to say on your intro there, Zach. <laughs> Not this time. Not that anything that I ever say is funny, I don't think, in the <laughs> intro segments. <laughs> Well, like, we just decided that in the last video we recorded, it was just like, does anything land? No, no, it never lands. <laughs> no, it doesn't land, does it? <laughs> Slightly dejected sounding hello. <laughs> this is a remote podcast number two in a row. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've had to do two in a row like this. Well, I don't think there's any end in sight. No, that's the... Uh, Scary thing. I've been on mandatory holiday for a week and a half. Really? Yeah, because my company is stupid. Well, how does that work? <laughs> um, is it a well, holiday? Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, it's enforced. Is it furlough? No, no. I think furlough would make more sense, but it's not. It's furlough. A, yeah. You get paid, right? Well, I'm still well, getting paid. You get, hol- get paid by holiday as well, yeah. but it uses up your holiday. Which... Exactly. And there, yeah. there lies the problem. It's like no, no one's particularly happy about it. It's just a. Um, that means when when this is all over, you can't go on on holiday. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can, but it will be classed as unpaid if I run out. This is bullshit. Oh God, Bixby, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's back, is it? We yeah. haven't heard, haven't heard that one happening for a while. <laughs> yeah. What the hell woke you up? <laughs> Bixby is indignant to the rights of workers being infringed. <laughs> Didn't quite understand that. Who well, knew? neither did I, Bixby. No, no, I said it. Stop! Stop. (laughs) The translation just came up with no, no. I mean, Bixby's been on enforced holiday for years, so oh yeah, I'm I'm amazed. I thought I turned that off. All right, okay. The first thing anyone does when they get a Samsung phone, right? Yep, turn it off. (laughs) Not very good. At least it sounds vaguely English now. Vaguely. Than when it launched, it was um, it wasn't just an American accent. It was like a like a really badly speech synthesized American. It just didn't work at all. It was awful. So how long are you going to be on enforced holiday until you run out? Of oh, holiday? I don't know. There's there's a project that's been greenlit for dev, but my, oh. I'm waiting on. I'm dependent on other bits of work being finished before I can start working on it. Um, so I'm currently sat here waiting for that bit of work to be finished, and then I'll be. Told I can commence work again, but in the meantime, Naomi has taken over the office. So, oh right, okay, <laughs> which means I'm gonna have to have the awkward kick her out process if I need to start working again because it's gonna involve equipment and things. Hmm. Uh, it's not just oh, like hardware. Yeah, yeah, it's not just code on a laptop. This next job, I'm gonna need actual hardware to do things, and it's is it gonna get delivered? Oh no, I've already got it. I brought it home with me, like it was planned. Like, because oh, we see. thought at first it was just going to all be work from home, and then the company had a bit of a. Seems like they just had a panic when it's right. Um, okay, put it into some context that like the dev department is actually a fairly small part of the business, so it's like uh, you know the rest of it is mostly production, it's a factory and stuff, or several right. factories, and so most of this is driven from that side of the business because productions had to stop, right? And so orders can't be processed, so we're not making much money, and then. Uh, or probably not. I don't know. I don't know how the books work. Um, so yeah, but our side could have carried on. And in fact, there are elements of our work that are 
doing all right because people are buying some of our stuff to get through the isolation. So it's yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, kind of, except for what they've then told us to do. It doesn't make a huge amount of sense. I don't get the financials of putting us on holiday rather than on furlough because the government will pay for furlough. The company mm. doesn't have to pay for that. Anyway, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I can't claim to understand the finances of it. But, but that's what I'm doing, which means right. I've had a lot of time to play some games. <laughs> the practical upshot is I'm now doing a podcast about video games with two people who have nothing to do but play video games. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Literally, because they can't even go outside. Yeah, I can do it. Mm. Not that I can either, but I do have to work. <laughs> I feel like I've seen a lot more runners since this isolation thing. Oh, yeah, completely. Everyone has. <laughs> yeah. Someone just ran past my, my my living room window, topless, with his shirt tied around his neck for some reason. No. Oh, because they're, he's using it as a makeshift mask. I don't know. It was no, just around just his neck. Around the neck. <laughs> Well, usually it's tied around the waist, not around the neck. It was a bit, uh, yeah, unique. I've not seen that before. I don't, mm. don't know if it was even tied. It might have just like taken his arms out of the sleeves, maybe, and was just hoisted around his neck, like you know, like you've just put it on, but not all the way down. <laughs> I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more runners. It's ridiculous trying to dodge them in the London parks. It's insane. Oh, I imagine. Like, yeah, because you're right next to is... one as well. That's what it's it's hilarious. The, the the running pattern is like this ridiculous weaving between people. Um, so is there and... no like standard keep to the left or keep right rule? Not, not in Finsbury Park. Fucking hell. <laughs> Nightmare. And the, but the problem is that people run at different speeds, right? So you can't Oh, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like... Finsley Park is ideal for running, really. I mean, it's not the great park, but it has like a giant, basically a road with no traffic all the way around it. Mm. Like the width of a normal road, complete with pavements, like oh, nice. wide. Yeah. Uh, but it's still hard to... Because <laughs> um, that's uh, avoid an emergency route only, isn't it? Around Right all the way around it? Uh, well, how do you mean? For, for, cut, for vehicles? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's used for like... Um, you know, you you do get like park maintenance vehicles on it, but also oh, sure. like yeah, yeah. it's used for like bringing in people for events. I don't really know why there's a giant road in Finsbury Park, but there is. Anyway, it's weird. But it's a weird park. It's weird, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah this is the thing because I'm just far enough away. Well, I suppose I'm not. I could could for what a long run. I could run two miles to a park and then do a bit of a run around it and then come back. But I haven't been. I've just been doing like little five k loops. Yeah, five k's. Um, I don't know why I did a nearly five mile loop, but I don't know. I'm I'm a bad I'm a bad self motivator. I know I know that like the isolation is making people motivate to get out at all, which is nice. But I'm not really pushing myself very much on my own. Yeah, which is a is a bit That's of a okay, problem. Though. I mean, as long it's all as you right. Keep up your level of fitness or whatever. Then uh, yeah, it's all right. I'm my, my five k's are still my average, so they haven't really got better or worse, which is okay. But the speed, you mean? Yeah. 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 Well. I mean, I'm still trying to get to 5k. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> Nomer's predicting you'll probably beat me and then I'll be very angry <laughs> by the time you actually come to a park run here. <laughs> uh, well, we shall see. Probably not. I don't know. I'm it's not very, everything have... other people try with me, though, isn't it? It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just what happens in mine. Like, I'll introduce someone to, oh, you're better than me. Oh, all right. <laughs> I just think I'm not, um, I don't know. I'll find out about this, but I'm not, I don't have that much. Uh, stamina for this kind of thing so basically if i make it to 5k i might beat you but if but i might just give up <laughs> you know what i mean or 10k or whatever the length the length mm. is my brother does 8k and he's, he's changed it to 10k now 
like three times a week. Oh, jeez. I know. And I'm thinking if Stephen could do it, I'm sure I could do it. But then I'm like, ah. <laughs> I was uh, Laura was t- talking about a peep show. There's a there's a um, a clip where Mark tries running, and uh, he's like, wh- he starts running, and he's like, wow, I'm actually good at this. This is amazing. I never thought I'd be good at anything sporty. Maybe I, I've I finally found the thing I'm good at. Like my legs are pumping. It's great. Oh. Is that a stitch? Oh, oh no, this is awful. Oh, <laughs> oh, I've got to stop. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, I can't believe 10 seconds ago I was, the, I was such an idiot to think that I would be good at this. Yeah. And, yeah, and I went that's, and I... That's exactly looked, what it feels like. Exactly. And I looked at that clip and it was filmed in Clissold Park, which is the park that I, the other part that I go to. So mm-hmm. I was like, hang on a minute, this is literally where I run sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that's pretty accurate. It's, yeah, it's funny. I mean, you, I, get, I get that even now. It's like it would be, it would normally be like a, like a few minutes in, and suddenly I'll start feeling something. Like one of my ankles will start yeah. being like, "Oh, that's not yeah. right. What's that about?" Yeah. And yeah. then, and then it takes me like another good ten minutes to sort of be like, "Oh, I'm all right now. I'm knackered, but yeah. I'm all right. It's I can keep going." I don't get this thing like like a lot of the runners do, where it's like, "Oh, it only takes me a couple of miles to settle in," and I'm like, "Sorry, what? Settle in?" Yeah. <laughs> Some of, some of them take a couple of miles before they really get going. And it's just like, all right. <laughs> Can't say I felt that. Yeah, not yet anyway. Man. Um, Zeg, how's the lockdown life affecting you? A drastic change to your lifestyle, I imagine. Yeah, basically nothing at all. So like, <laughs> I don't go out once a week when I usually would go out. <laughs> yeah, you're missing, you're missing your um, pizza quota. Well, I mean, pizza at home in tribute of the normal pizza <laughs> in tribute do domino's still deliver your way uh, i haven't checked but i think we've had the things through the letterbox from them recently so probably nice well, you so you've, got the, for, you've got the like walks. olive tree in needham as well which is like no nice that's, closed, that's closed right oh has it well of course it's got to right well not every takeaway is closed. also it's it, oh. before this whole thing it was being currently rebuilt like they're oh, completely okay. rebuilding that entire oh. building basically yeah. It's it's like Wong's and stuff open for takeaway. I Must don't be. know. Hmm. Oh yeah, you don't eat Chinese, do you? Um, no. What do you? Which, eat? which would much to Gnome's annoyance, because <laughs> it means that's not been a takeaway option here for a long Well, time. you should have been doing that every week for the last month. <laughs> well, no, because I still have my needs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now it's your fault, not it my is, fault. Yeah. Are you going out for walks and stuff? Not really. Not. I mean, you know, (laughs) not any more than I would anyway. Which I thought you did. I thought you had your little weird MP3 player and you went out for walks and stuff around Needham like we used to. Sure. And I mean, it's getting little Sony Walkmans weird. They're cool. Yeah, it's getting to the right (laughs) time of year for it now, where it's like not hot or cold. Hmm. I, I have thought about finding where my Sony Walkman is several times because they're so light and small hmm. and tiny. They're better, better for running. <laughs> oh, what, than a, than than a phone? Carrying a phone around, yeah. Just going to need to go back to like an iPod Nano or something. <laughs> yeah. I need to try streaming audio from my stupid watch. I mean, yeah, I can do that as well, but I don't have any Bluetooth headphones. Cause... Hmm. And honestly, like running in headphones, I've got... a. Mm, I've kind of yeah. gone off it massively unless you've got ones that actually like either hook over your ears or a big pair over the top yeah because they, they just keep constantly falling out of my ears otherwise mm. that's no good and I'm quite a sweaty person anyway when I'm when I do any kind of physical exertion so it's like 
my ears sweat. <laughs> so they're just falling out like through man lube. Wait, no, that sounds worse. Ew. <laughs> well, Rob, I'm trying to join you in Beardland, but it's going to take fucking months. Oh, I'm, bring it. I'm so glad no one can see me right now. <laughs> it's going to take months before it looks even semi-okay. Whenever I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, that looks terrible. I would never actually go out looking like that. Gnome's annoyed that my main hair is... Le- le- she's less worried about the beard at this point, because I haven't been shaving during the lockdown, which is <laughs> like even, le- even less than normal. So yeah. it's, it's slightly brushier than it would normally be. And it's... Uh, but but my hair is going through the uh, awkward middle mullet phase, and I can't do anything about it. Right. And it's like so. It's, it's sort of my hair does that. It's like it, it looks great when I first get it cut. Then it goes through the awkward middle middle mullet, and the then it get, gets a little bit better again as it lengthens. And it's <laughs> oh, and there's nothing you can do. Right, I can't. I can't, I can't just cut it. So. So, you can't get it go and get it cut. So. I tend I tend not to anyway, but like for some reason it's bothering Gnome this time. <laughs> is she is she wanting to? cut it herself or something. Oh god no, I'm not gonna let her near it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm gonna go all two thousand six on her and like <laughs> when it was do you remember oh, where my yeah. hair was that long? Yeah I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. It's not watch out Sonic 06, it's Rob 06. Rob 06, yeah. <laughs> where I can drape it over Rick and so my brother so it looks like it's his hair, you know, that long. Oh god. <laughs> Everyone's going to look very weird when they come out of this mm-hmm. thing with super long hair. At least it's not like coming out of a cave or we don't have those sort of like blinking eyes moment and we're like, oh my gosh, sunlight. No, not not if we're allowed to go out for a, a run, but that's the only reason. There was, on my estate, within the last week, um, a one of the houses, I don't know quite where on the estate, but I could smell it. They hosted a barbecue and then... And then I looked on the um the, the estate forum on Facebook and it's like, yep, it was not just a barbecue, but it was a gathering. No. Lots break of, it up. Lots of people. Yeah, the cops eventually turned up. Good. But it's like, oh, how can you be so stupid? Honestly. I've seen seen reports of cops having to tip over barbecues and stuff to Yeah, yeah, I saw up. that. <laughs> that sounds like that's gonna be a problem though. Like if you Oh, it's like if you can't get people to go away just by turning up, how does tipping over the barbecue really make that much difference? Uh, I know. I, I think that was just. I mean, if the... it's a coal barbecue, then that's quite a hassle, right? <laughs> if it's a gas barbecue, less so. Probably quite dangerous, actually. But I might have a barbecue here for me and my flatmate <laughs> for two. <laughs> I think yeah, I mean, I thought about doing that. Like, I'd have to clean the barbecue, which is like. The horrible six month cycle of like, <laughs> it's like during the winter, it's just been left in whatever state it was. And so cleaning it at the start of the year is, a, is nightmarish. But <laughs> you've got plenty of time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I might actually be working next week, but yeah, still got time. I have not got any more time. <laughs> I mean, I just sleep through the extra time I would otherwise have from not commuting, I think. Mm. And also, like, I don't know, obviously, it is my own fault, but like, you have to watch it, but like reading coronavirus news causes anxiety, which doesn't isn't conducive to doing anything. Sure, you need to watch it. You need to not watch it. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but then, but then that's that's how people host barbecues. They just break out. Stop watching the news. You'll just break out into a barbecue. 
instantly. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you turn away from the news, suddenly it's a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, barbecue. Just out. walk out into the back garden. And there's just a load of people there, and you're like, what "The hell!" It's like you shouldn't be here, but oh, I smell delicious. My chat up line. Shouldn't be here, but you're <laughs> you up, you shouldn't be there. That's the main problem with that outline. You shouldn't be here. Fuck off. But, uh, yes, this is all entertaining, at least. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's quite funny watching t- television struggle with it. We were watching Saturday Kitchen yesterday, and they were. Which you know, which I find amazing in the first place. They were still filming Saturday Kitchen in the studio. Right. They had they How only had two that? people presenting, but they were stood miles apart from each other while they were doing it. Um, but but the, how the do you guests... possibly avoid people when you're like behind the scenes, like a, in a studio? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only one that makes sense is like the the, the modern news studios where all the cameras are robots. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So the, the news presenter is just pretty much standing in a room entirely by themselves, almost. Yeah, that's that's kind of the the, the you know things that are daily shows, for instance. So they're, yeah, they're probably always running robot cameras or you know prompters and people in other rooms anyway in the in galleries miles away. Um, sort of my line of work, so yeah, I know that a bit a bit well. Mm. So takeaway. Oh, no, sorry, kitchen. Kitchen. Saturday kitchen. Saturday kitchen. Yeah, it was strange. So they had um a couple of well, they had their guest and their wine guy on a remote link. I think through Zoom, who are you know suddenly the hottest. Suddenly the hotness. The hotness. Yeah. I did try Zoom for one call. Oh yeah, I've used it because yeah. I mostly used all the other ones, and like I could see why people were using that one because it's just the fastest to switch between people when yeah. they talk, and it's the best gallery view of. Oh yeah, yeah, the fact it's that you just, can switch it to the seven by yeah. seven grid of everyone. Yeah, like, it's just is... the best one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I Google Hangouts I, I, is okay. I like Hangouts. Hangouts is fine. Yeah, but I could see why people prefer Zoom. Actually, the moment I used it, I was like, okay, this is fair enough. But installing it, of course, you're like, what? This is dodgy. What the fuck? Oh yes, and yeah, then... <laughs> especially if you're installing it on a Mac. Yeah, that's been that's been a well thing dodged. on Twitter. It's basically it? malware. But then yeah. you go to use it, and it's like, well, this is actually better than Hangouts. I. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I, yeah, I had I, I ran a little um, quiz um, for yeah. some of our friends, like over over Hangouts, and it was kind of kind of it didn't go technically a hundred percent well, but that was because of problems on my end at the, on the PC side. I had troubles with the audio sourcing, and I was trying to use virtual audio cables so I could pipe um, music and sound through the same channel and stuff like that. And Hangouts had a bit of a problem with that. Mm. Um, it wasn't enjoying the piped audio, which didn't make a huge amount of sense, um, but it did mean that I could use a bit of trickery with OBS and feed OBS as a camera into Hangouts, which was nice. So I could do things like changing scene to show pictures and things. And, oh, that's cool. Uh, and run a scoreboard or do live Googling for things people weren't sure about. Live Googling. <laughs> Every I mean, you could do that through share screen on most things anyway, but it was nice because I could also organize it. And, Streaming, yo. Streaming quiz. Speaking of which, Zach and I tried Steam Remote Play. Oh, yeah. It didn't work very well. (laughs) Although I think that's more of a problem of my end rather than Steam, the whole concept. Yeah, it's hard to know. It's It's like it works fine until it doesn't, (laughs) which is my internet problem, apparently. 
when I'm streaming anything. Like even if I, if I, because I was technically receiving the stream when we were doing it, but mm. I know from experience when I've been trying to stream things, it does a similar thing where my internet just does a weird thing where it like locks up. We tried it the other way around as well, and it was just too skippy, I, too crunchy. I couldn't, like, yeah, it was, it was basically. <laughs> well, we only tried it for like a couple of seconds. <laughs> I know, I know, but it was like the video just wasn't smooth. It was, it was impossible. Like there was, it would just a hot freeze up, it would macro block everywhere not good um so at least you had some positive experience the other way around because i mean when we try when i tried um not the playing remote play together but just running a game on my system remotely from rob's house that seemed to work perfectly fine yeah we did try that didn't we it yeah, seemed okay so i don't know if like the control information is somehow you know like there's two information streams and it's messing with my router or whatever. I don't know. Mm. But yes, it works fine apart from when it doesn't. <laughs> Which made making a video kind of problematic. It didn't. Um, we've got. A, yeah, you'll see it. The next video to go up will be will be that will be this will be our experiments. It's as much about Steam Remote Play as it is about Assault Android Cactus. Yep. Um, and then probably subsequent videos we're just going to play like regular games you can play over the internet <laughs> and just record yeah. one view or the other view yeah try and try and just either do normal online connections or the alternative is it's like maybe either dan or i we can if it doesn't affect zach too much then we we can do like you can stream to youtube privately hmm. so if you stream to youtube privately and i give I gave YouTube the link, for instance. The latency is on on YouTube's ultra latency low. What it calls ultra low latency mode is still about five seconds. That's <laughs> ultra possibly, low latency. That's yeah. Possible. Why even call it that? But it's possibly manageable, I guess, for doing this sort of content. So maybe we'll figure that out. Because hmm. the audio will still be like low latency, so we'll still be talking properly. It's not like we'll be talking over each other. It's just right. that you'll you'll see things a little later than what I do, um, or you know whoever is streaming out. So maybe we can figure that out for the next video. Cool. Right, I think it's time for the news. News, such as it is. What's going on in the world of video games unrelated to viruses? Um, yeah, not a huge amount. So they, we, you know, we're losing The Last of Us Part Two for some amount of time because it's, uh, yeah, they've they've said, oh, we were we were very nearly there, but it's still not where we want it for release, and because everything's now much more difficult than it was before, um, we can't say when we're going to get it done by. So we're not happy for it to go out just yet. So we're not putting it out. Please wait. And that's kind of what they've said. Like we don't know when it's coming out now. They haven't even they haven't said it, given us a date, which I think was what mid May before. Mm. I mean, okay. I mean, fair enough. But on the other hand, lots of people bored wanting to play video games. Sure. I reckon like Doom. Animal yeah, Crossing and uh, and Doom Final Fantasy are probably going to do pretty well out of this. Yeah, I'd imagine they'll do pretty well. It's yeah. weird because this is the kind of this is the entertainment you want. Like like movies are screwed, video games great. 
Well, yeah, it's like that's the. Uh, it struck me as odd that you know um, Pixar's latest film, Onward, um, yeah, was, is going to come out on Disney Plus like imminently. Yeah, because I mean, they couldn't put they it out do? to cinemas. Yes. They're all trying to do that, but then they're also trying to charge too much. Well, yeah, there, there is that. Also, you know, you'd need Disney Plus. Well, yeah, to start with. Tempted at all by Disney Plus? I notice it's like they make it relatively cheap. It's but... relatively cheap, but I just still don't have Netflix, so I'd probably get Netflix over yeah, Disney there's Plus. so much know. more on Netflix. It's ridiculous. And everyone is watching this Tiger King thing, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I saw the source of tweets about that. It's completely insane. Is it I literally mean, about someone who just keeps tigers? Yeah, but it's so much more nuts than that. Like, okay. I think there's clearly a lot of meth involved, even if they don't go into it. Like, oh my god! And 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 uh, the documentary is put together like there's no narration or anything, but it, it is it's taking something that is already completely insane and it's kind of sensationalizing it on top as well through the mm. editing. So it's like because it's telling like a weird story through the way it's edited. So it's like amping up something that's already nuts. Has it got like reality TV style music stings or something then? Like lots of backward, mm. lots of those raising symbols that, you know, for some reason are in every like terrible reality show. Like, It's got a lot of shots of the people involved, like kind of in slow motion or <laughs> like sort of blinking at the camera and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, like funk music playing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's crazy, but everyone seems to be watching it. What I want to see is like apparently, um, Louis Theroux did a documentary with one of the guys from it like ten years ago. Oh and wow! So I need to watch that because that will be like a normal Louis Theroux style, yeah. relatively measured take on the same subject. Um, so you can find out whether the myth is there or it, was yeah. there. 10 I years mean, ago, I guess. <laughs> I mean, might... some of the people in it don't really have much in the way of teeth left, so... <laughs> <laughs> so you can go back and see whether they had teeth there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Casual bong in the background, is that what you're looking for? I don't know. Just anyway, lying on a surface somewhere. <laughs> uh, you know, I you kind of have to watch it just because <laughs> it's so insane. All right. Did you um watch the end of Picard? No, I I I noped out of Picard after three episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, I I I, I I'm one of those. I mean, I, I don't know what happened to me. Like, I was never a Trekkie originally. Like, when when we were all watching Star Trek Voyager on Sky One because it was the only thing that was on, and Stargate or whatever, uh, back in the '90s or whatever, I was never a Trekkie. Um, but then at some point, I watched The Next Generation. Hmm. And I guess I became a Trekkie, and now yeah, yeah. I'm one of those annoying ones who are like, "This isn't Star Trek." Like literally everything. I like. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like yeah. the whole thing doesn't feel very Star Trek. It's yeah. Like, it's 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 not that. I like. They do a lot of decent throwbacks, and it's like, and it definitely picks up. I think from episode five. I think there's a couple of twists that go in, and you're just like, "Oh, oh, now what?" Mm. But not in a Star Trekky way. Yeah, exactly. and like, and if and if you can't get over that, then it's going to be a problem for you for the whole thing. I can't, um, I can't deal with it. Like, if you're going to make something sci-fi that is not Star Trek, don't put fucking Picard in it. Like, just make Battlestar Galactica. That was great. You know, yeah, that is there, not a Star Trek show. You know, there there are things about it that I definitely dislike quite intensely. As yeah. I mean, I'm not a Trekkie either. I can't say I know as much about the series as as you guys do or anything like that. But I. 
like TNG is just a classic, right? I, like yeah. that style of trek is just what I yeah. like. Yeah. And and to be fair, I will yield to the alternative reality universe of the, like of the of the films, like the recent three. Yeah, I liked like, the first one of those, and the third one beyond was quite fun. I thought. Uh, yeah, it's fun in a completely different sort yeah. of way. I don't um, like. Um, the yeah, the, the middle one, one's but, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Khan and all that? Yeah, um, it was stupid. But you know, I, I will I will yield to those as being like you know, they get away with it because of the alternative reality stuff. It's yeah. fine. Um, I can deal with that. This this isn't. This is supposed to be like the Trek universe, but but it feels like the whole Trek universe has fallen very fast. If you know what I mean, it's like. But this isn't the only one because there's that whole sh- Discovery show, which is where this really right. Th- yeah, this is this is what new Trek is like, right? And I just don't like it. Um, and then there's the ins- the real weirdness of um, what's it called, the Orville, and now which I still kind of want to watch. Yeah, you, it's it's quite good. Weirdly, <laughs> it's just it's like um, it's like because you it was kind of billed originally as like a kind of. Spoof, uh, right? Yeah, spoof, like maybe Galaxy Quest style, mm. like a, a Family Guy take on Star Trek. But it is not that. Um, very quickly, it becomes basically a cosplay of the next generation. Like it has the occasional like dick joke in it, just to try and keep it <laughs> to throw it back to that. Because but in general, it, it it plays it fairly straight, and it's just it's exactly like TNG, but not as good. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's really weird. Um, but it's such a massive contrast to like Discovery, which is totally different, or even Picard, right? Mm. Which is yeah. So the Orville is way closer to TNG than Picard is. Well, I, well, I suppose I can say now if you're not going to watch it, and this isn't a super spoiler. Well, it's a little bit spoilery. Yeah, I can't be bothered to watch it. So go ahead. <laughs> Boy, does it go Mass Effect! Right? Yeah, I heard that. So Mass Effect, like. Cribbing almost every major bullet point from the storyline from the Mass Effect story. Yeah. It's... So, what role does the Borg play? Are they like the um, Reapers, or are they? Uh, no. As it turns out, the Borg are kind of just there. Or are they like the Geth? <laughs> no. Well, yeah. <laughs> in so, in some ways, a little, a little Gethy, but not really, because it's mostly about Jerry Ryan's character. You know, Seven of Nine, and less it, about it... the Borg than than just her. Does it make it that like the Romulans created the Borg or something like that? No, 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 okay. no, no. It doesn't do that. Um, it's more the um, secret AI threat from beyond the galaxy, shall we say? Oh, that's it, Reaper style. Okay. It totally has the Reapers, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, so the Romulans are afraid of... Of the Reapers, Of, of yeah. robots because... They're afraid of the Reapers. Except they don't know that because they haven't been able to read the vision correctly, like Shepard can't. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) There's so So many parallels. Because the whole thing about the Romulans is that they only split off from the Vulcans like relatively recently, like millions of years ago, but not like like billions of years. Sure, yeah, yeah. So whereas the Reaper cycle is like every so often, right? So wow. this wasn't, it's not like a cycle. It's not the same uh, thing okay. as like the Reapers coming to eat us or anything like that. Right. They're, they are, well, okay, super spoiler mode. We're like, we're already there kind Got of it. thing. Yeah. Um, skip a few minutes if you don't want to hear. But yeah, they are basically on the edge of the galaxy watching AI and the cycles that AI has been through um, right. within this galaxy because it always cut, it builds up to a certain point and then always 
gets beaten down in some ways by a huge war between AI and the humans. And that's what the Romulans think they see. Right. Um, um, is that. Uh, however, it's not that. The, 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 the AI is waiting for, effectively for the AI to, the, the um, for, what do they call it? Like synths, I suppose, in the universe to get to the point where they are aware enough and the humans are scared of them enough that they can ask for help. So effectively, the synths can just put up a beacon and say, hey, guys, we're ready for you. Um, right. And these reapers basically come out and destroy all organic life to let the synths live, effectively. Okay. And this has happened before? It's not a cycle? It's it's not made hugely So the, the robots just have allies waiting to come and crush it, or everyone who's against Kinda, them? Kind of, yeah. Okay. I don't and quite understand why the other synths just don't like these mysterious creatures from outside the galaxy don't just come and do what they want to do anyway but right. it's it seems it seems to be they're letting the local synths make the choice which leads to diplomacy i guess and does this have anything in particular to do with data not really uh, a little <laughs> but not not especially i mean he he's he's in the last episode and do the borg count as like <laughs> As I say, the Borg synth or not at all. Yeah, the Borg surprisingly have not very much to do with it in the end. As I said, (laughs) it's so so weird. Yeah, the whole like everyone thought like, okay, well they'll do a Borg thing because Locutus and all of that. No, I think that was just an entire like, as I say, just for callbacks and just to get Seven of Nine back. Right. Oh God, I can't be bothered. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm definitely not going to watch it. Oh man, Zeg, do you have an opinion on Star Trek? Not recently. Did you see any of the new films? The first one. Okay, yeah, the, good, the, the best one. <laughs> I, I I went back and watched a little bit of old Star Trek and like, um, Man Kippers is going through TNG at the moment. You know, this like is... <laughs> the Borg, like that they the, they improved like the. Well, I always thought that by the time of Voyager. You know, they they improved the um, kind of costume and makeup for the Borg, and they had all that. They added a lot more green and they and stuff to sure, the Borg yeah. aesthetic and stuff. And I always thought, okay, they've evolved the Borg aesthetic, and this is what the Borg are, and they look cool and everything. But but now looking back, they're much more scary in TNG than they ever than they became like in Voyager, hmm. uh, and then the movies like. Obviously, the makeup isn't quite as good and stuff, but like the whole concept of the Borg is much purer and scarier in when they're introduced, and they kind of get diluted. I think the Borg. Well, they also get diluted by coming up with strategies. Once you've encountered them more than once, and you've just started working on working out how to beat them, it's just like now they just become just another generic enemy. (laughs) They're dangerous, but they're they're, yeah, they're a known bad guy. Yeah, they become the Doctor Who problem, right? Like nothing in Doctor Who is meaningful anymore. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. Except for when they have to keep rewriting the same bad guys to be. They're different from what you thought. <laughs> because they've come up with another new reason for them to turn up. Except they're never different enough and it's no. never interesting enough. It's like. Oh. I, I've, I'm, I'm a bit sad about Doctor Who because I actually really liked it up until the end of the Matt Smith stuff. Mm. And, like, and, and even then, the Matt Smith stuff started to drop towards the end. I mean, it'll and come back like, around. It's been going since the freaking. I mean, six, maybe, but like, like now it's just. Now, because it's just going and going and going, it's like, I'm not interested. I'm checked out. It's like, you know, I've yeah. been checked out for a long time now. And it's just, 
I don't think you'll you'll beat the David Tennant stuff. That was just it was yeah. good and clever, and the way the story came around at the end, especially like they it all worked in it felt planned and proper. Hmm. And then they kept trying to do that, but it never felt flat and proper after. No, it was like felt... this whole series is one big thing, but it just doesn't make any fucking sense. It felt, it felt like the Star Wars films, right? The recent ones, where it's like, well, we had a plan, oh my <laughs> and then someone God. crapped all over it, and then fucking Rise of Skywalker. What the fuck? <laughs> Not that I like the Last Jedi, but I mean, come on. Mm. Uh, oh well, never mind. Thank God for the Mandalorian. <laughs> You need, you, yeah, definitely watch that. I should, yeah, I should try and watch that at some point. You'd like it. I think yeah. I already said that, but it's good. Uh, but Disney Plus, I heard Disney Plus might be doing some sort of deal with Sky, so we'll see what that comes out of that. In the same way that Sky have done some sort of deal with Netflix that I should look oh, into right. okay. to see how that works um, as a Sky user. Oh, speaking of Sky, I watched that virtual F1 race to bring up slightly more games. Oh, yeah. It. it was, um, yeah, it was a thing. Um, <laughs> It, so, well put together or badly done? I mean, not really. It was done like an esports presentation, if you know what I mean. So it was done as well as those are. <laughs> okay. Which isn't a huge... I mean, it, it's okay, you know, but not brilliant. Um, it, it, it seemed it seemed like it was barely functional half the time. It was, it was like part of the problem. It sort of worked well enough, but like Lando Norris got disconnected multiple times. And he's like one of the bigger... What more well-known actual F1 racers to be taking part in this thing? Mm. And uh, well, they, so, so he wasn't even in the race, but his AI did well. Um, <laughs> his driver tar. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same problem that they've been having with like all the late-night talk show hosts trying to record shit from home, where it's like the actual professionals don't know how to do internet shit, but the people who have been doing internet shit the whole time, just know, like Jimmy Broadbent yeah. was in that F1 race. He's a quite right, a yeah. well-known YouTube like racing game guy and mm. he like he was there and it was like yeah he he stayed connected <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, worked, that worked well and uh was it the the um, yeah some of the guys that came quite up high up the list were just you know racing esports guys that were just in 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 the in the <laughs> been playing well. video games a ton and have internet that works. yeah and they did <laughs> like well. real race drivers <laughs> although it has to be said that it was run by a real driver sure yeah. like it was won by the current well, someone who's pretty hot in Formula Two right now. Um, so you know that's something. That's, that's although Formula Two, they probably still have quite a lot of video game training, I guess. Probably. Well, even the real drivers do, right? They have oh, sure, special, but they, they have, have like proprietary simulators. Yeah, they? they have like specialized video game training, not just like the F one video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they're not playing F one twenty nineteen. It's like, well, yeah, and even when you're watching the thing, it looked like okay, it was a bit laggy in spots. It's like clearly cars weren't moving around. Some of the they, you know, they had they had the realism turned right down. Like for instance, like collisions were basically almost meaningless and things like that. And they were only running a quarter race as well, so there wasn't really much in the way of pit strategy or any of that. So it was it wasn't a proper thing. Um, but it's, it feels like they're trying. It's like they want. It, it, I got the impression that they really do want to work towards doing this properly, but they just couldn't quite pull it off this time. Um, it's interesting. I'd watch more of it. Also, having Lando Norris, there's a bit. There's a clip they put out of Lando Norris um, ringing up real F1 people about, "Hey, I'm starting last on the grid because I got disconnected during qualifying. You got any tips?" And having <laughs> most of them just saying, "Send it into turn one. Just crash everyone off, and then you'll be all right." <laughs> the, <laughs> the legitimate video game strategy. Yep. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just French everyone on turn one. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> 
especially if you know collisions are going to be off i mean damage or whatever yeah (laughs) it's basically like that you know if if they're going to run the rules like that then then like the the players should know that and therefore play to that and it like it won't be like real f1 it will be its own separate skill set almost (laughs) (laughs) i also love the fact that just send it seems to be like a well-known phrase amongst f1 drivers as it turns out it's just like (laughs) just send it (laughs) nice yeah that was quite funny anyway news yeah, Nintendo did a direct mini by surprise because everyone was waiting for a direct and then they did actually do a direct. <laughs> no, they did a short one, um, about 20 minutes long, something like that. Um, not a huge amount of takeaways from it, really. Um, we're not getting a new Smash character until June, um, and it's going to be someone from Arms. I really, really, really hope it's not the goddamn goofy guy. I want anyone <laughs> apart from that guy because he's what, just the, the meme. The, the weird obviously. cucumber man. Yeah. He's just the meme. And it's just like the trouble is that they've already put Spring Round and River Girl in as an assist trophy in a costume. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, don't go, don't get the goofy guy, just any of the other dudes. But they've got, yeah, they've got like, was it Rin Rin or something? The the sort of more Asian focused one would be kind of cool to see. Or... I kind of would be okay with like the one who looks a bit like Lucio from Overwatch. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's been people saying that you know there's been a weird resurgence and people saying hey guys arms was good and it's oh, like well, it was, you know it's been free recently i suppose it had a free weekend yeah but... a week i think oh was it well i should have played it some period of time <laughs> but you know i mean it's it it's all it's, it's like slightly lower down the tier list than like the most recent Mario Tennis. Oh, it's like sure. it's good, yeah. but there's just not much to it. <laughs> yeah. Fun for a bit. There's always a hard thing to say when you're trying to justify a Nintendo price tag. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. I've been trying to look for like Ring Fit Adventure to a certain extent. A bit of me thought, oh, maybe I'll pick that up. I bet that's days. sold out real quick. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's impossible to get hold of. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because that's all anyone's got time to do, right? Yeah, and it's supposed to be really good. <laughs> so it's like, you know, a fitness thing that people actually want to play. What? And now it's got DDR sort of. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so you can listen to that Mario Odyssey tune again. <laughs> because Nintendo only licenses their own songs. <laughs> Odyssey, you see. Uh, yeah, that was that. Um, they're putting out... Is it Nintendo are publishing another sort of little in... I guess I, get, I say another thing, but there's another indie game in the, in the, in the, that looked a little bit like, was it the Stretchers, I suppose, but this time you're doing office tasks. So, I don't know. I got a vibe of like, oh, this is like one of those co-op games that is big right now, like moving out and... You know, the overcooked style co-op game, except it's kind of mostly solo with a co-op mode. Mm, yeah, it did look a bit like it's that. That seemed to me like it was going to be a problem of like, you. There's no real incentive to do the crazy shit by yourself, really. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I know what you mean. You want someone, you want, <laughs> you want to be like urged on by your teammates to be, to do something dumb or like yeah. to have some pressure to do something dumb. I don't quite, I don't quite get a feel for that, but. Uh, did that shadow drop? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I think so. There you go. Shadow drop. Um, but it wasn't the only shadow drop of that direct. Um, Panzer Dragoon remake just came out. After saying like they were supposed like, it had been penciled in for the end of last year, and we hadn't really heard anything from them since, and they were just like, "Oh, by the way, it's out." Okay, as a gonna... timed exclusive on Switch, though, and I was kind of waiting on the Steam version, hmm. which is definitely coming, but we don't know when. Still, it still says like holiday 2019 on the Steam page, so it's like I don't know. And apparently, that's good. So, but oh, you good. know. Uh, but you know, it's it's another one of those that's like a little bit as a value prop- proposition. It's a little bit hard to justify because it's twenty five quid, and Panzer Dragoon is short, like yes. really short. Yeah. Um. So although the remake seems very good, you know, sort of like it's a little difficult. Um. If it was down to like a tenner, then I'd probably like you'd put it because that's the sort of price on because Res is currently a tenner on Steam, and I'm going to pick that up. Because <laughs> I haven't got a copy. Of yeah, I did yet. see that, and it's on my wish list, so I got an email. Yeah, I'm probably gonna just go for that because I haven't played Res in a long time. It'd be like, oh, why not? I keep waiting for that to go down to something stupid, like two quid, but it's never gonna. I it's, think it's, it's, it's a new game, isn't it? Because they're not new, but they they added all that VR shit to it. And yeah, yeah, it's got the um the extra, and it's got the VR <laughs> stuff in the extra area. Yeah, I think it's time for a bit more Res. Hmm. I can never have enough res. No, I do do love me some res. Come on, res two. Um. Uh, what else was there in that direct? Am I forgetting something? I mean, a full remake of Xenoblade Chronicles from the Wii to bring in the art style from the sort of the art style that. of the new one. Had they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not not all that needed. Um. What about the episode one racer? <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's not a full remake or a remaster no, or anything. It's, it's but... the port like the other Jedi game they've just put out. Yeah, it's still a new lap record. It is a new lap record. I hope they put gyro controls in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> so we can play it like we did with your flight yoke. Yeah, except not quite. But close. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Just a resurrection of that sound effect is uh, worthwhile. Uh, anything else in that thing? Well, there's something that I need to talk about later, but <laughs> we can get to that oh, when we get to it. Alright, alright. We'll leave that for now, then. Uh, that's kind uh, of the most... Yeah. Oh, well, you... What yeah, about all the that... Mario stuff? Yes, the Mario rumors are picking up steam. Yeah, it's not really from the direct, but yeah. <laughs> we, I think I mentioned it last week to Rob. And then there was like a second round of like reinforcement to those rumors. Oh, man. That basically they're going to firstly remake everything. Everything. <laughs> like 64, Galaxy, and Sunshine. Which is and exciting. They're also especially, supposed... especially the 64 one, right? Because if it's a, like a remake, like that level wow. of detail uplift from 64 to modern. Oh, what? Remake? A... No. They're not oh, doing you... that. No, well, I don't, think when I say remake, I'm just using it as like the generic term. I'm not saying whether it's going to be a remaster or a full remake. <laughs> Even I a remaster. I guess they already did, did a DS be... update, didn't they? Yeah, to, uh, yeah. To but but those are still 64. pretty rudimentary, like 
visually. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Any kind of like half assed remaster of that game would still it's still I mean, be interesting to see. See I'm what they do. Pretty sure we said previously that like all you do is just use the Odyssey engine and make levels for it, right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> There's a precision, isn't there, to some of Mario, especially like just just how things function sometimes. And it's, yeah, you need to recreate that. And then the other half of the rumor is that like a, a Paper Mario game is coming this year, and it's going to be a proper Paper Mario game. What? What? Like an RPG? Yep. It's what they say, but you can't trust that. Judging yeah, by well, the last few Paper Marios. Well, I bet they'd, I bet they'd argue that the last two were RPGs. Yeah, I bet they would. But uh, you know, this is this rumor has been one of those is a rumor where it's like it's come from someone who says it's a return to form. It's not like they're just making it and Nintendo says it's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's which, someone supposedly has seen it. <laughs> like Paper Mario's had many forms. Yeah, but I think they're probably... <laughs> You've got to assume that they're implying the one that everyone likes. The, not... the one that everyone likes, the first two, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see about that. And there's still that... At the same time as that Paper Mario rumour, there was, which is slightly earlier than the remake rumours, there was also the little mini sub-rumour of that, that there's they might even be making another 2G Metroid game. <laughs> okay. Metroid 2 remake did pretty well. Yeah. I'm everyone's hoping for Metroid Fusion remake, I guess. Yeah, that's... I, I think I played like the first third of that on the GBA, and then it was on the GBA, so I didn't really play much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that game had problems in its structure, really. Mm. It was... Um, it was sort of even before Other M, it was kind of the same thing, where it's just like, it was too much be like, do what you're told. <laughs> go to this place, do a thing, and right, then the radio yeah. will come on and tell you where to go next. Yeah, which isn't really what Metroid's about. Well, and the Prime series got right until maybe the third one. The third one was a bit more directed. But... Bye, everyone outside my windows, if you could hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that was a gathering. <laughs> Should I call the cops? I saw a gathering across the street, actually. It was just three guys hanging out on the hood of their car. It was what, a bit strange. Like 80s? <laughs> yeah. Drug, drugs, I think. Drugs. Let's go with that. I was that. wondering, like, what are all the drug dealers going to do in this lockdown? How are they going to... Home delivery. delivery. <laughs> Home delivery. Are they going to do contactless delivery where they leave it, like, on the porch and then, and then walk back a few metres for you to pick it up? Oh, I've just got your PayPal request. Okay, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd quite like to see some... I mean, well, I want to see them just put out some more stuff from the Wii U that didn't... <coughs> oh, that didn't cause me to choke. <laughs> um, you know, like, they still haven't done put out Super Mario 3D Land... 3D World again, sorry. Because that's a good. That's supposed to be a good Mario. It's more like you know, it's a little bit in the new vein and a little bit like the the land one on 3DS, which I have played. Mm. But the, um, you know, I'd quite like to see World come out on Switch. Because why not? And they still haven't put out Twilight Princess HD or Wind Waker HD on the Switch, which seems like why? Why? Why wouldn't you just do that? That's money. 
Get to it, Nancy. <laughs> Hopefully they do more important things. Like making new games. Well, I hope... Uh, like Star about... Fox Grand Prix. <laughs> or F-Zero. <that's> <laughs> yeah, make F-Zero, for the love of God. But the thing about the that mini direct was like <laughs> it, it caused people to theorize that the, the fact that the mini direct was a mini direct and not an actual direct and Nintendo basically didn't have anything to say means that clearly Zelda 2 is coming out this year. <laughs> uh, what you reckon? <laughs> no, I don't reckon. No, I, I, <laughs> I reckon I, I, that's a real dumb, dumb theoretical I'll thing that, that you put together there. I'll be saving that for a proper direct. Well, sure, and also it's not going to come out this year. It could yeah. come out this year. I mean, like it's been three. Or it will be. It will have been three. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Majora's Mask was like a couple of years, right? I guess it's like mm. I don't know. I guess it's a massive world, and they've tons yeah, of yeah. work to do. But like, they've got the engine. They've got like, a lot of assets and stuff to use. So I don't know. Mm. Not like they'll be re- yeah. It's not, there's there's a whole chunk of work already done this time. If yeah, it, if it's what we think it is. I think we already decided that it was coming out in twenty one though. Probably yeah. That was our previous estimate just on the first on the first reveal yeah. trailer. Because mm. they didn't say a date, and then that was like, oh well, you know what that means. <laughs> if Nintendo doesn't say any date at all, <laughs> consider this at least two to three years. So, you know, maybe we'll get an actual Nintendo Direct before the theoretical E3 Direct? I don't know. Maybe not at this point. No, maybe not. <laughs> we'll probably have to wait for E3 time. Did, um, did Bravely Default 2 not catch your eye in any way, Zeg? That's the... what I need to talk about later, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> Literally the thing I was referring to. All oh, right then. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I thought it looked a bit odd. But anyway... <laughs> Cool. I think that's the news. Yeah, other than, you know, coronavirus-y stuff, CEX and game, for some reason, held out for a really long time before eventually deciding to shut. Possibly yeah. not as long as games stop, though. It's like total non-news now. It's like, QuakeCon is cancelled. It's like, of course it is. You don't need to, yeah, I don't... <laughs> you don't need why, to why are you surprised? The Olympics got delayed, like we said they might. Yeah, I mean, obvious, I guess. It's like, I know that's sort of late on, isn't it? Like August and stuff, but we don't know where it's going to be spreading globally at that point. Hasn't Australia only just got it, for instance? It's like, so they've got mm. months before they can do anything. Well, I think it's less a problem of like where it's going to be in August and more a problem of all the athletes who can't do any training right now. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah. They can't really get to the, unless they've all invested heavily in home gyms. It's, Bit making sand pits in their garden for long jumpers. Even then, you'd need a long run up. Who's got a hundred meter garden? Rich people. <laughs> they should have all moved in there when the outbreak started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I think it's time for what you've been playing. Okay. Zeg, what have you been playing other than Bravely Default? <laughs> yeah, apparently we've been there talking about that then. <laughs> I played the demo of Bravely Default 2 that came out immediately after that, that thing in the direct. You're not going to save that then? 
We need <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got anything else to talk about first. Well, I've got other things to talk about, but we may as well just move directly okay. onto that. From Let's segue in. <laughs> segue into the thing we just said we wouldn't talk about for a bit. Cover it. Cover it. It's, it's, it's been a bit. Okay, fine. Let's go. Um, so I played it, and like, um, it's weird in several ways, but kind of good in some ways, I guess. I mean, it looks pretty cool you know like it has a style yeah <laughs> it's, yeah so it's a switch game sorry yes right naturally because everything's on switch now <laughs> yeah makes sense but like uh, uh, something something struck me odd about like yeah it statically i think it looks like bravely default which is cool right it looks like how the original a little bit you know that sort of style uh, yeah and as soon as it moves though something in me breaks it's just like, oh, I don't like. That's, that's a bit weird. And, and maybe that was that's just what the original looked like. Is when I'm not remembering it, but it's those battle animations just looked ropey as to me. No, I think they were always like that. You just oh, all right. okay. don't remember. Yeah, the thing is, like, they still retained the same weird, like, the way that everything is a multi-hit and they animate it. Right, yeah. So when you do your standard attack, they just like wave their sword around wildly and it's like seven hits. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what bothered me most. And it's just like, that always looked weird, even in the original, but maybe slightly less weird than it does now, I guess. I think it maybe looks slightly worse now. I think it, it kind of looks like they're glitching rather than actually attacking. Though, yeah, because it? it's sped up so much to yeah. fit like seven different hits. It looks better if you if you're if you've got a person who's like dual wielding two different weapons because the, the of those seven hits, it will be like here's five hits of a dagger and two hits of this staff, so it like breaks up oh. the animation a little bit. Oh, that's kind of cool. So that does kind of help. But yeah, that that always got, looked kind of jank, and they've just kind of kept it, I guess. But like, they've also kept the weird, like the way the towns kind of look painterly styled, which in the 3DS game was, you know, because it was basically a 2D was, background, right? And, well, they're not; they are 3D. They're just like very specifically rendered at a like fixed camera angle, so they oh, can fake yeah, the yeah. the 2D art style. Whereas mm-hmm. now it's just like they're doing that again, but it's not. It's not as obviously faking a 2D art style. It's just like it's just a weird texture on top of this clearly 3D world. <laughs> mm. Is this the same team that do Octopath? Yeah, I think Octopath. so. Okay. So yeah, there's that's they're still trying to keep that style and it works well enough, I guess. But the the and then you've got the like the characters who you know, voice acting is a thing now. <laughs> More, well, you know, I guess it was in the 3DS as well. They had voice acting in the 3DS game. <laughs> and they still, ha- and I, for a moment, I thought, oh, is this all going to be voice acted now? But no, there's still like the between major events dialogue is still just text boxes. Right. So yeah, they still have that. And, you know, voice acting means you have an opportunity for dumb voice acting. <laughs> Where you've got the guy who is very, very Scottish. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that from the trailer. <laughs> it's like the token Scottish guy. <laughs> well, he's, he's also called Elvis for some reason. Okay. But yes, he's very Scottish. And then you've got his mercenary woman who comes, who I mean, presumably joins the party with him, who has an accent that I just can't work out what the hell it is. Which 
means I automatically think of it as being, as, as being South African because that's just the default. Like, what is that accent? I don't can't figure it out. It's got to be South African. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's her, and then you've got your the main character guy who's just still got this kind of generic voice, and then the princess who's got the you know the regal voice. The thing is about this demo is like it's literally the same demo as the first game (laughs) and practically the same characters and practically the same story it's like this is not inspiring confidence in like the overall story of this game except but 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 that's kind of isn't that kind of the thing though isn't it like the whole about bravely default well yeah but that's the the idea of cycles that's the trouble though like in the first game, it was all about like the parallel universe cyclic nature of the game in the back half of that game. Mm. And like, if this is like a hella meta play, and it's like the second game is just like another, like less parallel but still parallel universe of the same thing again, it's like that's okay, I guess, but it's not that great <laughs> to no, just I mean, be like, let's just do the same fucking thing again. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Like, you, you'll get to the point where it's just like, I know exactly what's going to happen. But yeah, maybe that's the trick. Maybe they play on it in the same way they played on it in the first one. Well, they need to if they're going to play on it, they need to play on it like hard. It can't just be literally the same story, but just with different characters. <laughs> so, what was Bravely Second then? In I don't know because I didn't play confused. it, but it was a, it is a sequel, yeah. a direct sequel. I don't know how that turns out in the story. So, it's Bravely Second like Final Fantasy Ten Two kind of thing, but they just didn't have a number to put a two on the end yeah then. maybe it's like yeah. it's not it's not a full sequel it's like a half sequel and then but yes and then this, this the thing about like when i say this demo is the exact same demo i mean like it's really the exact same demo like you're it's in the desert town which is how it was in the first demo first game's demo and you're going into the desert ruins like you were in the first game's demo and you fight the thief boss at the end of the ruins like you wasn't the first game's demo <laughs> It's like, this is very literally the same day. I really hope this is all a play and that they're trying something clever here. And then, like, the characters, again, kind of similar. We've got, like, generic guy who has some kind of amnesia and, like, like Elvis being the equivalent of the, of the, whatever he was called, Ringabell in the first game, who's like, the, he, he has this mysterious book that tells him stuff about maybe the future, kind of, except maybe not. And I, like that's the same. And then you've got like the princess slash the priestess woman from the first game who is like trying to restore the crystals. The only thing that's different is there's no fairy yet. Mm, right, yeah. That's <laughs> the next question. But yeah, and then and then apart from that, the more serious like concerns about it is the sort of way they've changed like the battle system, which is maybe the biggest issue. They are doing the thing that Square has been doing quite a lot recently, where they're like, we're going to put this demo up and then have a feedback phase where we can receive feedback and potentially change things. So maybe this will change. But they've messed with the way the battle system works, where... Uh, everyone takes turns based on their individual speed now mm. rather than each team taking turns. Oh, I see. Right. Which like, cause it's, it's more in the style of like the, uh, you know, the breath of death and all those style of games where oh, right, everyone, right. So everyone's like speed is based on their actual speed to get what, like with like a time graph kind of thing. Well, that's the trouble. It doesn't have any indication of who's coming the turn, turn is coming up. And oh. that basically completely fucks up the whole brave and default system. Cause like, if you can't, see when an attack is going to happen and know to brave or default in advance of it 
And like if you brave and then you have to wait three turns for your points to recharge, you don't know how many more attacks you're going to get or whatever. It's like they either need to go back to the whole team's taking turns method or they need to give you a graph to show you the actual turn order. Yeah, because now strategizing, I can see that. Yeah, because strategizing within your team is now much trickier because you could plan for a big attack and yeah. not be able to pull it off because yeah. you can't. And like some, all at once. And because also because like the way the Braven default point system works, it's like that's not that's not like not linked to your speed exactly. Like because occasionally you'll have it so you like you can just default for a long time and build up your brave points and you're like, okay, I'm gonna unleash a big attack. So you'll use three attacks in one turn as you as you do when you use all your points on one guy. But then his speed is so so high that after he takes those three attacks, he just gets his next turn before anyone else, anyone else can move. So it's like you've spent all the brave points to do one big attack, but he just has, has another turn straight afterwards anyway. So your guy that just attacked is now vulnerable. Well, not that he's vulnerable. It's just that there's no... It's like you didn't need to spend all those brave points to do that one big attack because you've just got another literal turn. <laughs> hmm. It kind of messes with the whole point of. Oh wait, what the guy that you just sorry that the guy you just used to attack because his speed is so high, Uh, he's had he gets two turns in a row before anyone else has another action. Right, I see. I thought you were no, sorry, I misread. I thought you were worried about the like the enemy suddenly got a turn in the middle of your yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. It's like it doesn't make much sense from the Raven default system, and then sort of the related problem to like everyone just acting whenever is like. It does a kind of dynamic camera thing where it zooms in on like each of the individual people as their actions happen and the enemies. But because it's like you're fighting like here's six goblins and they're all the exact same model, when it zooms in and then on the goblin and the goblin is like charging brave points or whatever, you're like, Well, I don't fucking know which one that was. Because <laughs> there's six know. identical goblins. <laughs> Boy, yeah, okay. I can see that. There is helpfully a. Does it does it have a text feed that like numbers it or something? Well, there is an an overlay that you can pop up by like holding down plus that shows you like, uh, like status and weaknesses and brave points for like your team and the enemy. So you can at least see if an enemy has been charging up and like reserving brave points. You can see which one it is through that. But then you're like, okay, that's Goblin C, and then you have to go to target them and then be like, okay, which one's Goblin C? Oh, it's that one. It's just like it's not very helpful. So yeah. I don't know if they if they do keep this battle style, they definitely need like a turn ordering graph. Do the goblins not have like a like an animation stance they would get in while they're defaulting? Like Yeah, they like do for that. Pose? They have the guard pose for default, but like if they've already done that in a previous turn, but now they're just sitting on brave points. Because they don't always use them all immediately. I see. Right. So yeah, it's kind of awkward. It could work, but they'll need more UI. But I think I preferred the old style. Because then when it's like the whole team taking a turn, then the speed only matters within like which one of your people is going to act first in your four party members. Yeah. So then you're like forming the strategy around that. And was it always like a a straight your team, their team, your team, their team structure then? Yeah. And that also allows you obviously to properly you know default against big attacks or whatever because that was really how the main bosses in that game worked where you basically had to spend like the first four turns or whatever just defaulting to see what the like 
loop that the enemy do- does is like oh he's going to default for a turn then he's going to go into a counter pose for a turn then he's going to unleash all his attacks and then there's the vulnerable turn <laughs> so you needed to like work that out beforehand and then you could actually start your strategy but then that side could still potentially work for you and and give you a bit of a feel for your, all of your party's speeds versus his i guess kind of but then again because of the way a lot of your abilities in the first game were like buffing each other or playing off each other unless your whole team is acting at once you can't really do that so easily any longer either because mm. you're like oh my my mage is going to apply a protection buff to my white mage for two turns but it's like it's two of her turns so how fast is she compared to everyone else and will the black mage get another chance to act before the protection runs off so he can reapply it or whatever huh. so if you apply a spell like that to a fast character, they're going to get it for considerably less time. Yeah, less. I mean, the same number of turns, but less yeah, potential less, enemy less, turns. Less, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you mean. That's that sounds. It sounds interesting, but yeah, I can see how that would be hard to manage. Well, I mean, it's like it li- is literally impossible to manage at the moment. Yeah. If they put UI in, it could work, but the you know that's. The, what they if they don't do that and they just keep it as it is, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> Either go back to the old system or make more UI, but I'm sure they must be aware of this by now with the feedback. Because I'm pretty sure I saw several YouTube videos of people complaining about that whole system. Yeah, I mean, could it be if they don't want to, for, for some reason, if they don't want to show a full timeline like of your enemies, for instance, and like when their turns are taking place, could they at least mitigate it with some sort of ATB system? Where you could like build up your active bar or whatever, and then just be like, "Oh, hold, but only hold for a brief moment, so you could get everyone in sync." Mm, well, there, I mean, there was that. There was that like not very much used system in the first game of basically interrupts, where you could like you could spend a point to to like just cause a turn immediately, hmm. which was like not used that often. In, the, in that game, because obviously the turn structure was more regimented anyway. So maybe you could put something like that back in, maybe, mm. to be like you push a button and then like spend an extra brave point to shove someone to the front of the turn queue or something. But then you, you'll still need the UI to be able to use that effectively to see yeah, whose to know turns are going made, to come. Yeah, to know that you've made the right choice. Yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, that may be a fairly decent game probably if they fix a couple of things but it's still very bravely default so if you want more of that it's probably going to be more of that and rob you should probably play that down you think you think i would like it well you always theoretically said you might play the original but never did (laughs) well yeah it's more that getting into those sorts of rpgs hasn't really worked for me for a long time uh, but now it's not on a handheld. That was the problem with there is the original, that. right? Yeah. <laughs> there is that. I'm never as committed to a handheld device as I have been to anything else. So yes, there's that. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. That's probably going to come out this year, I guess. That's the assumption. <laughs> so that's a, a game that's going to come out this year, which will be nice for Nintendo. <laughs> and the, yeah, although, <laughs> That's all we know of currently. They need something. And then I guess I played a lot of Animal Crossing, obviously. How's that going? 
it's going okay but i've we've i've like we've just reached the awkward point where like the island customization is unlocked where it's just like now you've got a whole shit ton of work to do <laughs> right do, right because you have a picture in your mind of how you want it to look yeah because up to this point you've just, everything has just been temporary it's like i'm gonna put your house there but i know that's not where it's gonna be in the future i want it over here where i want it to be nicely designed so now it's like now i've suddenly got all the tools to re you know re-divert the rivers and and move buildings around and everything. It's just like now you've just unlocked a whole lot of hours of doing things like that, which is fine. I mean, I don't mind that. And you can spread it out over, you know, as long as you want, really. It's not like you have to do, no. it's not like the rivers care about if you completely block them off with land. <laughs> <laughs> they still flow. Yes. They just, the water just goes somewhere. <laughs> So I can theoretically the, the bigger problem with the massive remodeling effort is like it costs a shit ton of money. <laughs> Bells for days. Like moving a building is fifty thousand, and that's I, like I have no context of how much that is really. Well, it's, I guess it's like it's not that much, but it's currently <laughs> more than you'd like to spend on it. And like building a, a building a non basic bridge is like two hundred thousand. <laughs> So it's like we, we we're getting to that point of having that kind of money to just use on these kind of things, but it's not you know it's cheap still. Mm. And also the the more annoying thing about moving the buildings around, well, there's two annoying things about it. Firstly, you can only do one per day, so you you choose a building to move, <laughs> and then you have to wait for the overnight, and then the building will get moved. And the second, probably more annoying problem is. You don't just like go to the map and be like, move here. <laughs> you have to go into the go actually into the physical world and then like put down a new plot that's like this is where the building's going to be. But because you're placing a physical plot in the world, it can't overlap like the current building. Like you can't move what a building like one square to the left because it over the new plot you're trying to put uh, down overlaps the current one. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> So then you're spending twice as much money because you're having to move the building twice to be like, okay, just go over there temporarily and then tomorrow I'll move you again and spend another 50,000 pounds to put you exactly where I want you. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's slightly inconvenient in exactly the way you'd expect it to be in an <laughs> Animal Crossing game. <laughs> That's the main problem with that game is slight inconveniences that just like stack up over time. It's like, if you're if you want to craft fish bait, where it's just like you dig up clams off the beach and then turn them into fish bait, you can. There's a there's like one of the like in-game mile achievements is for digging up like two hundred clams, which again is just means walking up and down the beach with a shovel and digging them up one at a time. So that takes quite a long time. But then if you want to convert those into fish bait, you can only craft fish bait one at a time. <laughs> so you're like. Should I craft something? Yes. Go into menu. Scroll to fish bait. Press mm. craft. Go through crafting animation. Hold up the fish bait you just made. Say, I made fish bait. Close that dialog box. Do you want to craft another one? Yes. Go back to the crafting menu. Select fish bait. And it's just like, this takes fucking forever. <laughs> <laughs> There's no batch crafting, which is just like, they really should patch that in. Because <laughs> it's quite ridiculous. Can it be? Would it be something that you'd have to say, like, Batchcraft, but your character's going to be busy for a few hours? There's no reason for them to delay no. it like that. Dagger, 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 dagger. Yeah, exactly. 
If only it was as fast as Skyrim. <laughs> I don't know, I you just mash that button over and over. I was just trying to work out if it was in the spirit of of, of the game, right? So, like, where things are supposed to be sort of fairly timed, you know. It's... I don't think it's ever like on Doesn't... that scale of time, though. It's right, like yeah. day times or hour times. It's not like I crafted this in a minute, rather than I crafted this in fucking five minutes because I had to sit here and mash the button. <laughs> and also, fucking going to damage my controller buttons with all this mashing. <laughs> Skip all this dialogue. <laughs> and, it, you know, that's the other... That The dialogue is the overarching problem with Animal Crossing. It's just like, there's always slightly too many fucking dialogue boxes for everything. <laughs> always got to talk for an entire paragraph and then have that go it's away. It's a slow pace of life in Animal Crossing. <laughs> they don't need to... They, <laughs> Should have just like had a shorter version of every dialogue for the after the first time you talk to them for a day. Right. Yeah, because that's not it's like that's not how pe- people actually function, is that's it? True. No, <laughs> that is very true. You don't say the exact same whole like three Feel, pages yeah. of dialogue every time you meet someone. No, it's like if we suddenly start doing the start of the podcast again. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that that's the situation we're in now. So it's like it's all ma- mass remodeling at the moment, and we're betting heavily on the stock market. Actually, you know what it's like. It's like would you like onion rings with that? Yeah, it is like that, pretty much. <laughs> There's like always tele- one extra dialogue box of do you want <laughs> onion rings? <laughs> so we've invested. It's Sunday morning. Invest heavily in the stock market. Stock market. You have to pronounce it slightly differently <laughs> for the turnips. And when, what, as soon as that came back, I was like, "Oh yeah!" I was reminded of how, of like, whoever came up with that pun at Nintendo did a good job mm. of the of Sal Jones stalk market. <laughs> it's like that's good, good one. I like it. <laughs> It's not even. She's not even in this game. It's like her kid comes to sell you the turnips now. (laughs) But they kept that pun. They just reference it once in a dialogue box. There is some. There is some. There's always been a strong pun game in Animal Crossing. Well, yeah, like every animal you catch, it's like I caught a thing. Here's the stupid pun about its name. (laughs) Some of them are better than others. Obviously, because that's how puns work. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are bad. <laughs> Some of them you're going to be annoyed by seeing the millionth time because, you know, again, you only need to see the pun once. You don't need to see it every fucking time you catch the same animal. <laughs> Especially if they're all followed up with comma, get it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's currently the run up to Bunny Day slash Easter. <laughs> Yeah, which just means there's fucking eggs everywhere, and everyone is pissed off about how many eggs there are. <laughs> there's all that egg loot. Yeah, but it doesn't take that long to make all that egg loot, and then it's just like there's all these fucking eggs. And as people have been pointing out, where it's just like, what if you only just started playing Animal Crossing right now, and when you're right, trying really? to like get wood to craft things, you're just getting eggs? <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> You have a very interesting material that your house is made of. 
because the eggs, just, egg based. <laughs> the eggs do just like replace normal drops. Like there's the wood eggs that come out of trees and there's the stone eggs that come out of stones instead of, you know, the normal things that come out of trees and stones. <laughs> so it probably would suck if you were, uh, were desperate for resources in the early game during this period of eggs. I haven't actually tried selling the eggs yet to see how much they're worth. <laughs> I've just been hoarding them. I did craft maybe all of the recipes now, so maybe I probably can sell the extra eggs, but who knows what will happen on Buddy Day. Maybe there'll be some extra thing to do with the extra eggs. Probably. So we have to survive another week worth of all eggs all the time <laughs> before Buddy Day actually happens. <laughs> the worst one is the fish eggs. I mean, water eggs. The ones, that re- the ones that replace fish. <laughs> because when you when you go to fish and there's like the shadow of a fish and you're like, oh, I'm going to catch that fish and it's a fucking egg. <laughs> <laughs> I do find this pretty funny. The outside looking in. I don't think I'd find it funny playing it. <laughs> and then... Um... I don't know what else about Animal Crossing. Oh, we got to the point where you can upload your custom designs. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those suddenly floating around. On well, I think there. that's probably because everyone has reached the point where you can upload them now. Yeah. Because <laughs> we weren't sure whether you were going to be able to trade them. Because you can't... If you like put your custom design on an item, that prevents you from trading it with another player. So okay. we were like, how how can we transfer these designs if not by physically transferring them because we were we were imagining because you're you know it's all phone app based in game where you have your your nook phone and it's like the, right. the design app in the phone and we're like well surely there's got to be a way to like basically transmit your app your app data from one app to another right if you're if you're friends with someone but it's actually just like you upload it to the internet it's just you you have a creator code sort of in a mario maker-esque kind of way so you can just Either you can give someone your creator code so they can see everything you've made, or the individual designs have a code. Mm. So you can just upload them and fill everyone's towns with porn. (laughs) (laughs) As is inevitable. Does that happen badly, then? Well, of course it did. What are you talking about? Instantly, as soon as that, as soon as, not even before you could trade it, as soon as people had the ability to make custom designs. I've seen people doing um, versions of their own villager on their own shirt. <laughs> so they'll be like a villager on a villager. That's kind of interesting. You you can get, like, every villager apparently has a poster you can get. Like, there's this special island you can go to that's basically like the photo shoot island where you can... It's basically sort of like a house that you can just move the furniture around in freely and you can drop in any furniture you've ever had rather than your personal furniture or whatever mm. so you can basically make photo shoots on this island and then you can recruit your villagers to be like the, the models in those photo shoots i guess mm. but whenever you do that it also gives you the ability to buy the poster of that villager where it's like here's a here's a poster you can put on your wall of this specific villager doing whatever they like to do i guess his coach running because he's the sporty guy <laughs> There's that, is that poster a photo you took, though? No, it's no. just like they, they, these weirdly pre-mocked up posters for every character in the game, apparently. Weird. These characters have good PR. <laughs> apparently. And you've also 
you become increasingly aware of Nintendo doing the Nintendo thing of in, being trying to be subtle, but then it becomes incredibly unsubtle very quickly. Of like when you first start the game, one of your vi- two villages you start with is always the sporty type. So they have the, the sporty personality where they constantly talk about exercise and shit. <laughs> and you're like, okay, Nintendo, I see what you're doing there. But right. then, like, that that's not even... It's not even that subtle because, like, all of your villagers will pretty much just be, like, randomly exercising around the town all the time or doing yoga. Or, <laughs> like... <laughs> all right, Nintendo, we get it. Go are outside. Any, are, are any of them holding rings? <laughs> Do any of them have flaming hair? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> But like, it's also kind of funny because like that would have been more of a you know Nintendo style dig of like go outside and, and don't play for more than an hour at a time or whatever. But now literally you can't go outside, <laughs> so now it's like look at all these villagers exercising. Screw you, <laughs> rubbing it in. That's the one reason you can go outside. Well, true. <laughs> Thing on um. Um, through the, the the sort of park run newsletter that people were doing 5k in their back gardens mm. and just showing oh. the Strava map of that's just a scribble. How the hell? No, that must be that must be the worst. They must be doing one serious <laughs> like a turn. Billion laps. Yeah. Well, how much damage would that do to your grass? Probably loads. Just, like completely destroy it. <laughs> so yeah, that's Animal Crossing. It still continues to be Animal Crossing, basically. Much the same. All the, we're gradually unlocking all the same things, and then the few new things are just like this is kind of awkward. <laughs> this costs too much money. The animals are still crossing to get to the island. Yeah. Is there much actual like Animal Crossing to me? Sounds like your your place should be a transport hub. I mean, a lot of the, those the older games had like the train station was the yeah. sort of central building of the town or whatever. Mm. That probably made more sense why it was called Animal Crossing. Yeah, at the time, made more sense. <laughs> in fact, in the 3DS game, it was like the the like houses part of the town and like the shopping part of the town. You literally had to cross over the railway. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a loading screen, obviously, yeah. <laughs> when you cross That's over nice. the railway. <laughs> That's nice and loads. So there's that. And that's more or less all I've been doing, I guess. Kind of. I don't think I've been doing it like, you know, tons. I haven't been playing for that much time in a day. I just haven't been doing much else. <laughs> it's weird how that happens. I've, I've definitely had days in the last week and a bit where I've looked back and be like, what actually did I do today? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Zach's life. Yeah. It comes well, and goes. Yeah, it's like I, I know I look back and go like, well, I didn't actually play that many games. So what did I, what did I do? <laughs> the answer is YouTube. God damn it. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> okay, bloody YouTube. Sometimes just faff, you know, like sorting your PC out or fixing light strips back to it. Or... There's infinite faff to do. There is infinite faff. There's always more faff. And that's Changing what Animal simulates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to faff around in the game and then. <laughs> Outside. There's been some good posts in you know, do you know that Reddit are outside, which is like <laughs> seeing the whole 
you know the the real outside world as in the context of a video game mm. and it's like how long is this downtime gonna be <laughs> yeah when they're gonna patch this <laughs> I think that's all I have to talk about. Happy there. Cool. Robe. All right. Let's take a direction. Do you want me to go um, heavy hitters downwards or end with a heavy hitter? Uh, Yeah. Start with a heavy hitter. Start with a heavy hitter. Start with a major news. The main event. The main event is that I finished Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Woo. And it's one hell of a game. Oh yeah, it, game of the year list coming. Oh, hundred percent. It's it's properly good. Um, yeah, I think I talked talked a little bit a little about that a little bit last time, and a lot of that still holds up. It's still, uh, yeah, it, all, all the way through. It's it's still controls brilliantly. It still feels fresh the whole way through. Like the combat is the combat changes are really nice. I like that it's still uh, very much hands on. Um, uh, compared to the sort of like your, uh, the, the the first game, you're not so much having to worry about where your attacks go because it's all sort of automatic. You just have to worry about your own positioning and the fact that it's now like a bit more traditional in the sense, I suppose, that you're having to fight yourself with your lightsabers and other abilities, and um, and you unlock some really cool ones towards the end as well. But it's just yeah, that that whole more direct feeling combat makes a huge difference to the game. Um, but also has some like okay, Rob review time. Let's try and let's try and stay positive. Like it is really good. The narrative is is whilst it tails off a bit towards the end, you don't get so much of it in the back half of the game, which I think is one of the back half's main problems. Um there isn't so much story the further you go. Um I think the way it ends is fantastic. But it's one of those endings where it's just like, what are you gonna do now, guys? Hmm. Like I'm not going to spoil it or anything like that, but it's just like, where do you go from here? They like, don't need to go anywhere. They need to tie it up and, fin- and make a finished product for a change. Well, kind of, yeah, but at least like, well, that was kind of what the first game was. Like, they didn't have to make a sequel to the well, first no. game, but but they did. Um, you know, the first game was a nice, tidy, tidy story. This game is a tidy, is a much more tidy story. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, uh, but it is very good. It's 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 incredibly moving, and I kind of wish they just did more of when they want to do their animation, their cutscenes, their 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 voiceless, the silent movie like way of telling stories is just fantastic. Like they they, hmm. they they do such an amazing job, which is why it's sometimes a little bit of a bummer that there's way more text speech in this one than there is in the original. And I think I mentioned this last time. I'd like I just I'm a bit blind, kind of blindsided by the fact there's just yeah, there's more just text boxes. Straight head stuff, yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. And I I can see why they did it because they wanted to have more of a feeling of community about the game. They wanted to have a more of a feeling of you understanding a bit more about what's going on rather than it just being something that's happened. But I kind of wish they found a way of doing all of that without vocals, without having to Mm. Have things be oh I got money or so I can use my money to buy skills, but I need to have buy that off a person that can talk in order for that to make sense. You know, <laughs> it's I kind of kind of wish they didn't have to do that because mm. yeah, as I say, when they do the silent movie thing, it's so good. 
uh, you know, that said, the text is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's just a, it makes me wonder what could have been, but that's that would have changed the game completely, I suppose, if they cho- chosen to do that. Um, and perhaps the uh, the the some of the twist at the end might not have landed without a little bit of words, but I don't know. I, I think that's 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 just the, that's that's your strength. Like try and if, if whatever project you do next, let's try and try and play to that a little more because you're very good at it and it's super moving and hell, I welled up a couple times in this storyline. You know, it's it's that well done. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's properly good, properly good. Um, you know, visuals all round are a step up from the original. Um, they're very similar, but they're a step up. Like the animation quality is is smooth at all times, where it had a slightly hand animated, stop framey kind of feel at times in the original. You don't get any of that here. Everything is silk. Um, and yeah, it's one of the best games I've played. I've said that a couple of times this year, I think already. It's like it's a properly, properly good game. It's one of the best games I've played for a while. Um, that said, Rob review time. I have a few niggles. I think the back half of the game is a little bit more tedious than the first half. Okay. Um, and I think it does start to run into a few issues with level design and things like that towards the end. Um, I don't. Uh, I've so you know I've, I've I went and did my thing where I went and read a load of reviews after I'd finished the game to just be how people felt about it and that uh, this sentiment doesn't seem to be common. It's like I, don't, I think I'm I'm in the minority here, and the, especially in the in the very ending section, I thought there was there were bits where it felt like a bit like a trial and error where it's like I don't quite know what I'm what I have to do here, or at least I do know what I have to do, but exactly how it's going to play out, I'm not sure, because things are just off-screen enough when I'm making this maneuver that I don't know what I'm flying into exactly. Um, I guess the the best explanation of that is there's a bit where there's teleporters. Like, these were things in the first game as well, where you walk in one 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 glowing tree trunk and you come out some other glowing tree trunk, but there's a section where you have to time your entries into these um, because the tree trunk on the other end is moving in some way and because of the nature of the screen and the design of what you can can and can't see it's not always hugely clear where the other teleporter needs to be for you to do the thing and if you do the thing at the wrong time you'll just fly into some spikes and stuff like that and it's like eh, that probably could have been tighter and it's like normally that might not be such a big deal but in a game that is tight everywhere else mm. It stands out as a as a as a slight failing. Also, I think I mentioned last time that I don't think the escape sequences are generally as good or as well conceived as they were before in the yeah, um, said, yeah. in the in the first game. Um, uh, and I've seen a lot of reviews say that that's actually for the better because okay, yeah, the one the escape sequences in the first game are very long and you kind of had to do them in one run. But in a weird way, that was kind of the joy of them. There was a nice challenge to that to doing it in one go. And they were presented better, and they were um, uh, stronger moments. Um, there are some better escape sequences than what I experienced in, in, from last time. I told them there are some towards the end of the game that are better constructed than the ones I played at the start of the game. Um, slightly longer, slightly more um, challenging, uh, but also more dramatic in terms of where the story is and what's going on. Uh, and they're just they're just generally better presented. Um, which is nice. Uh, 
on the downside of those, I did come across a couple that weren't just a horizontal like wall of death. Um, however, they behaved a little bit like a horizontal wall of death. So there was one in particular where you're running away from a thing, a big creature yeah. that's chasing you. And I managed to find a spot where it doesn't, it didn't overlap me. I found a way to avoid it. But of course, the game just kills you anyway. Oh. Because he's gone past you. And you're like, no. And, like, and, and then, just to make it extra more cheeky, there's a bit where you legitimately have to do that in, a, in an escape sequence later on in the game. Oh, okay. Where you have to avoid it, and then it will come back, and then a, a route opens up later. And it's like, ah, consistency. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's, it's minor gripes here and there that in something that is generally very enjoyable. That, but it's just like when, when, as I say, when these things happen, they're just like, ah, not quite polished enough there, guys. Um, and I did come across a few technical glitches, which I think are way more common if you're playing the Xbox version. Um, apparently the Xbox version has, is a bit hitchy in places, even on the X, um, which is a shame. Um, it's not the places where the performance wasn't wasn't too great for me. Performance wasn't an issue. I'm playing on PC. Um, I had absolutely zero, mm. um, yeah, zero hitchiness. The only time it really hitched up a little bit was when you were using fast travel to get around, and it's like that's perfectly acceptable. Um, uh, Why? Well, apparently, there were issues like on the Xbox version. Like if you're trying to view the map. You might get a little pause while it actually tries to load the map in or something like that. And I was using it all the time, so I imagine that would be extraordinarily annoying. Um, I was popping in and out all the time to figure out where I was going. Um, uh, and so I didn't have that issue. The issues I did come across were ones of sound, which seems to be frustratingly common among Microsoft Studios output of late. Um, I, it only seemed to really happen during boss fights, but I would have bits where it's, it felt like a large portion of the boss's sound effects just weren't there. Um, like it would stomp to the ground and there'd be no mm. noise. It would clear, it would, uh, visibly stand there and go, rah, and shriek. And there'd be like a visible shockwave of the shriek happening. There'd be no noise. Um, and it started to sound and feel weird. My, all my character noises were still playing out just fine. Just the ones from the big ass boss characters were just not right. And that happened to me several times during these boss encounters. Um, so I'm beginning to think that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a proper, proper glitch. I wondered if it was like my surround sound settings or something. And it was like for something, something in my setup just wasn't playing out of certain channels but i went and tested it all and it's all fine and it's yeah so definitely a game glitch um and occasionally especially during the very very last end sequence you'd get positional um like model glitches where models would suddenly ping to where they shouldn't be so you'd have this character doing an animation and be like a, a nice moment they'd sit down or something or look, look wistfully into the distance and then they'd be in the sky. <laughs> oh, oh dear. <laughs> I'm in the sky now. Uh, yeah, so that's the slight, slight issues there. Again, not, not hugely problematic. I had one... It's not game-breaking, but it's breaking at that moment in time where I got stuck in the terrain. I managed to find a way to get Ori trapped somewhere because a bit of physics wasn't 
there are some things that animate with a bit of physics and I think it went a bit mad and managed to whack me inside an area I'm not supposed to be in and so I got stuck and couldn't figure out how to get out um, and there was yeah one door in particular that was glitching out quite a bit <laughs> but that's it like nothing super game breaking just annoyances here and there um, the sound thing bothered me the most out of all of that I love my sound. Yeah, of course. And it's um, it's a you know it's a it's a beautifully designed game in terms of its sound architecture, and the soundtrack in places is just just brilliant. Um, Gareth Coker, who did the first game, is back for this one, and uh, right. it's just yeah, it is fantastic. There's just some the Wellsprings Glade number is like uh, light and folky in a way that sort of sticks in your head. Um, the swelling strings of the first area of the game are really very nice, almost Bond theme esque. Gnome oh, described really? it, and it's like, but but they're but it's really cool. Like uh, it's just yeah, it's and, and when it when it, it the game and the soundtrack's at its best when it crescendos as well when you're getting the main theme playing, but it's getting way more dramatic and there's all these other layers and uh, counter melodies playing and it's 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 it's, it's incredibly well done. So up for best music potentially as well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's a it'll be a be a mighty good contender for that. <laughs> Talking about the soundtrack just reminded me of something I forgot to say about the Bravies of Folk Two demo because I played the first game so damn much. Obviously, yeah, of course. I was, they use the same opening sting at the start of battle, but it's different music now. So I'm always expecting the old music when I hear the first like few notes, and it's really distracting to me because I'm like, didn't, Here it comes. Like, didn't that happen in Golden Sun as well? Where it was sort of the same opening sting to every fight, but then it went in a totally different direction. Not quite, because like the between the two different Golden Sun, the like Golden Sun, the battle themes are, are named after like the characters, and mm-hmm. they are slightly more different. And they, it, Golden Sun didn't really have an opening sting, I don't think. Oh no, you're right. So sort of, well, it sort of went yeah, and then like with the sort of like streaky noise, and then yeah. there was like a yeah, that that was about what you got from Golden Sun. Whereas this like has a string of notes at the start of the fight. And it just then it's just a different song. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like I'm, I still can't get the old one out of my head, even though I had played Road Default for so long. It's like here it comes. Oh, wait, it's not that song. Games do, or do they always have the same battle music? Like well, yeah, they have different ones, but again, that like the generic sting at the start is much less musical, I guess, mm. for those games. It's still a fucking arpeggio. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's not like it's it's not part of the like music. A big really. melody, yeah. Jinky. <laughs> well, for some of them, that no, music okay. maybe. Cool. Uh, that's the big hitter, then. Yeah, absolutely. That's a it's a it's a fantastic thing. Hundred percent of it. Um, I didn't go completionist and go back into it because, like, like the first game, it's uh, rank. it's uh, completionist achievements are hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> like complete the game again in four hours. It took me eighteen, right? Yeah, <laughs> to do this hundred percent run. Um, uh, yeah, do do do, do certain seg- like play the first portion of the game without falling in the poison water at all, and there's a lot of it. 
at the start of the game. Do the entire game without dying once. I died hundreds of times. <laughs> yeah, it's a there, there are some hardcore challenges there if you want them. I don't need them. That's not what I'm there for. No. What else has been on the menu during your week uh, of, uh, not of quite a lot of things? I've been plowing, plugging away at um, Two Point Hospital still. Oh yeah, the um, the inevitable happened. I got some DJ repeats. Oh, finally. <laughs> yeah. It was on. Uh, it might have been. Was it the epidemic level or the one before? It might have been the level before it, where they just like I got the same sequence of DJ stuff where they're talking about aliens. Oh, right. Pretending to be the, humans. Like the DLC advert, basically. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. And that, that looped a few times and got a bit annoying after a while. It's like, yeah, I've heard all of this. And there's like the, the two DJs kind of play off each other a little bit. There's one sequence where one of them leads into the other and the other one then sort of carries on. Mm. And it's like, yeah, so I heard that a few times and it's like, yeah, all right. Damn. Damn. It happened. I and then how I got it a... happened for you and not for me, though. Yeah. And then I went back and played some older levels, like just to get some more stars. And like for the first few levels, and I heard things there I'd never heard before, and including a different cheesy Gubbins ad, and it's just like, oh, there's still more. <laughs> it's just... uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's hard to say I'm enjoying it, but in a weird way, I can't stop playing it. <laughs> it's just it's a thing to do, I guess. Wait, Maybe that's where all my time's going, and I just don't remember it. You're in the, you're in like the, the, I guess no longer tutorial phase where you're just like now it's just levels, yeah, and quite like nicely laid out, uncomplicated levels. Well, some of them, yeah. The epidemic levels kind of annoying because if you want more stars, you've just got to wait for the epidemics to come up. Well, sure, but you don't have to do those too much before you can just start cancelling them all. (laughs) Well, well, because they're all like the two star and three star are like. Oh, hey, you need to vaccinate like 60 people. And it's like, what? Sure, but the epidemic is having so constantly on that level, though. Well, not constantly enough. <laughs> Takes time. I've pretty much got everything else sorted. It's just the time for getting those down. Um, that's been that three star. I did the two star one, and then I saw the number go up for the three star one. I was like, well, I'm coming back to that. <laughs> Sod you. Um, I think I've got two more levels left that I know of. On that thing. The city ones, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's three in the city. There's the like the the rundown district, and then like the high tech district, and then the last level where it's just everything. Okay, I might be missing that last one. Then I think I've got the the two that you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's all right. I'll keep going. It's 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 nice going back to the earlier levels because I realise there's like some of those like extra items and things that I didn't have before, like oh an extra vending machine or oh I didn't have the newsstand because I didn't do the first level or something. Hmm. It's weird how like just a few of the like items unlock through like completing missions, hmm. whereas everything else is just kudos. Yeah, the kudos or sometimes research. Yeah. Not very much, though. It was it was weird how like I felt like they could have utilized the research system quite a lot more than they did. Yeah, probably because you get you can easily finish all of the research way before you actually get to the end of the game. Oh, I mean, I haven't. Like, yeah, I've still got loads to do. 
And then it's just like, don't even bother building a research room unless you want to grind it for cash. But then that's such an annoying, like, constant pop-up where it's like, oh, this research job is completed. Go to the menu and start another one of the exact same thing to get more money. <laughs> Do yeah. that every get week. a tiny amount of money. <laughs> yeah. Then you can just automate it to continuously continuously do that over and over. You're probably better grind. Yeah, you're probably better grinding the kudosh if you haven't unlocked everything anyway. But. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Um, I finished the single player campaign of Grip. So I played, oh, yeah. I played quite a bit of that. Um, I got into a sort of rhythm with it. Or I, I, I sort of found my zen almost a little bit with it and was, wasn't having too hard a time controlling it anymore. Um, uh, so, so yeah, it, it made sense to just keep going with it. It still, it still has its annoyances for sure. And like how it handles is very unforgiving and some tracks are just unforgiving and some of its reset points are sometimes hugely confusing, which is like, I was still kind of heading in the right direction, was about to land on the track, but you decided to reposition me miles back automatically you know stuff like that where it's just like ah, why did you do that um uh, which can be hugely frustrating uh but not as frustrating as the game's car core mode which i tried car core car core yeah like parkour but with cars yeah so in concepts i feel like that mode has some potential because it's kind of like well imagine Imagine if you took Super Monkey Ball, but then put the cars in it. It's the gauntlet mode from Rush. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> Except the, the, the gauntlet in Rush is just like one big level, right? But this is yeah. like a series of little challenges where it's just like, okay, can you get through the course and um, collect all the things as you do it? Collect all the glowing purple orbs. Um, and like at first, I thought, all right, this this actually seems kind of interesting, but then. Boy, does it go in some, a bit like Monkey Ball, I suppose. Does it go into some really friggin' awkward directions that just feel like the physics don't 100% work as they should to make that level work? Like some of the ones, especially in, uh, towards the end of the chain, the hard and the nightmare levels are just like, okay, I don't know what you're asking of me here. I don't know how I get my car to do the thing that you're asking me to do and then and then you go and look on look uh, i went and sort of cheated a bit i suppose and looked up some videos of like okay how do i actually do that like what is the way to do that and i go like all right well i did have the idea i can just never make my car do that they are so unbelievably hard and so unbelievably variable it feels like and the physics just i don't know there are certain jumps where you take off from a jump in the exact same way and you'll get four or five different results it's like uh, that jump sent me the, the same speed, made me gain the, the appropriate amount of height. This jump, I got the same amount of height, but my car is flipping out wildly. And it's like, I just couldn't figure out what the cons- consistent rules were for them. So it's like, mm. it became just far too frustrating to do. Um, I suppose a little bit like Super Monkey Ball, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I had a little bit more presentation put into it and a little more thought on their course design, um, then that mode could have been something a little more interesting. Mm. Um, and I guess the same thing is true of the actual game. It's like, uh, I think that game falls down a little bit on some of its course design just being, just being too complex. Being, they don't give it enough, they don't give the game enough room to breathe, which right. is something that I noticed immediately because I went and played a little bit of Wipeout Omega Collection as well. Oh, classic. And I went, I went back to it, and it was just like, oh my god, the course design in this is fantastic. Yes. Like, there, are, there are straights. 
<laughs> like yeah. it's it's the thing you don't sort of necessarily associate with good course design is like oh you need some straights you every now and then. Yeah. Uh, it's like um don't get me wrong grip has a few here and there but like they're often pretty quick or the, and there's just like a huge tight mess of stuff and it's or you're always having to wrestle the car and you've only got just enough time to wrestle the car back into some sort of stability before you've got to worry about the next corner or you're getting blown up or weaponed or something like that and it's like wipeout was so refreshing to go to go and play again even though it's something i'm very familiar with and it's just like this is a quality product <laughs> there's no there's no way around it but hd fury and even the 2049 or whatever it is they're all they're quality games they're quality <laughs> games it's kind of cheating to put all the course design from a whole decade's worth of games in. Well, absolutely, <laughs> but yeah, but it, but even under the same thing, like like take it in a different way. Take the aesthetics of Wipeout, right? Wipeout's aesthetics have always been brilliant, and yeah, they've built upon it from. Mm. But even from like day one, they had a style and they had a. Yeah, they oh, had yeah. something oh. about their Wipeout style. Always that, had style. Yeah, yeah, that has always worked. But then you take it into Grip, and it's like, yeah, Grip has a style, but it doesn't quite feel right. No. Um, you take it into Formula Fusion or Pacer, which is so desperately trying to be Wipeout in its style, but it's not landing it. Um, uh, and it's just there's something. There's, I mean, it feels kind of effortless in Wipeout, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I actually think, like, well, I don't know. I really like Pure and and uh, oh yeah, those are those are P ones. Those are but, great. Like, I yeah, think Pure and Pulse style, are great as well. They did kind of peak it quite early on, like twenty. 97 and Wipeout 3, I think. Wipeout 3, man. Yeah. That's a stylish ass game. Hmm. They were having fun at the time, weren't they? Oh, yeah. And it's just, well, yeah. And it's, as you say, effortless is the word. It's like they're just, they don't seem to have to try. Like, you know, the, the areas, I, I, I still think the PS4 version, the Omega collection, isn't the tightest remake they could no, have made. There are, no. there are problems. Um, there are some levels where you look up at the sky, right? And, it, you know, the camera does a little pan around at the start and shows you what's going on. And there's supposed to be one of, I think it's Metropia. There's supposed to be cars, like right. flying cars, like lines of traffic, like crisscrossing in the sky. Mm. Except where they crisscross, there's like a transparent layer that masks the cars going in the other direction. So the cars sort of stop going right. to nothing yeah. and let the vertical line cut across and then they come out the other side. Right. And it's like, that's a, a weird mistake to have it's like the traffic um, in SimCity 2000 well yeah like, <laughs> like weird like black light black blobs going over individual tiles on the on the road <laughs> yeah there's just there's just oddities about the conversion that haven't quite worked and like like some of the I don't know like I'm a bit I think some of the effects haven't translated that no. well from the PS3 to the PS4 version like they, no, they I seem didn't even think actually in places, but some of the stuff I don't think came that well, even between like the PSP and 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 like whatever, not Fury HD HD yeah. yeah. I mean, sure, because HD borrowed quite a lot of stuff from yeah. old Wipeout games. Um, yeah, to a certain extent, you're right, and but then, still, but still, like yeah, just on raw design, <laughs> those games are great. <laughs> They're just, they're just great. And even on the other, flip, you know, if you want to take that whole style and that consistency thing, you put it on the other side, like go the other direction and look at Fast Racing Neo and F Zero. Hmm. They too have somehow managed to pull off a convincing, consistent style. Hmm. Um, 
that works for oh, them. Yeah. It's not the same style, but it somehow yeah. works. Yeah. But very few other anti-grab or future racing games just can't seem to get get there. Even even Red Out with its uh, bold, hey, let's go for like some flat triangle-looking shading and make everything a bit harsher and a bit sharper. That doesn't stick the landing either, even though that's probably the closest I've come to finding a anti-grab racer that works. Mm outside of those series because you kind of think how hard can it be and then you realize oh no somehow not somehow no one get it very few people get it right yeah it is it is super tricky but hell wipe out that was a good time yeah. also weirdly i i had problems i think when i played it uh, the last time about you know the soundtrack just wasn't as good as the ps3 version but and oh, that's yeah. still true yeah but the ps4 i don't know i liked the ps4 version more this time i played it i don't know why i think i got got into it a bit more i think i was more forgiving of it this time mm. um maybe because it's been so long since i've played the ps3 version <laughs> maybe it's that simple but uh yeah. yeah so there was that uh i played some war groove i'm trying to get through that because i've got time i can sink some more time into a bit of a strategy game um yeah, not a huge amount to add there, just that it's good. I've got to, you know, it's introducing naval stuff pretty late. Uh, but that seems fun. That's a nice twist on how some of the battles play out. I'm getting the full balance of ground, air, and sea now, mm. which is nice. Works quite well. Uh, I, I think my, my only real major gripes with Wargroove come from the, um, you know, the lack of they're like the, the commander abilities aren't all that meaningful, um, generally. Um, but and the I don't know. Sometimes it feels like it lies to you. Like I don't know. You can do this thing where you can you can look at an enemy unit, and if you highlight it, it will show you where it can move and where its a possible attack range is. Right. So you'll plan to that and be like, right, I'll just sit just outside its attack range, and it'll be fine. And then it comes to their turn, and then you're somehow in the attack range, and you're like, "How? What? How did that happen?" Mm. And it's like sometimes, yeah, that's me cocking up because I've moved a unit or I've dispatched a unit out of the way, so the the, the route it would take to get to the place has changed since I looked it up. So it took a different route to get there. Um, but other times, it's just I just can't figure out what happened. It's just like, but how did? What you said you couldn't attack there, and then you attacked there. Like what just what just happened? Which I is super frustrating when when that happens. I, I just haven't been able to figure out figure out why on those occasions. Like I said, it's not all the time. Mm. I make mistakes, um, but sometimes it doesn't. I just yeah, just can't figure it out. Uh. Still cool though, still enjoying it. Oh man, what else is there? We talked about Call of Duty. Did we talk about Call of Duty Warzone last podcast? I suppose we did. Yeah, that... briefly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, haven't haven't gone back to that hugely just because it when it patches it patches the entire game. So I've had like ninety gigs to download. Oh god, again. That sucks. It's yeah, it's stupid. It's actually a situation that's worse than dirt. <laughs> yeah. It is <laughs> with its thirty gig every time patch. They they did put up a notice saying, "Hey, we realise that some people have been having problems downloading updates." And then when both Kips and I were able to download the update, we realised it was hundreds of gigs. Like it's just, it's just like why, just why? 
it's not so much problems as like data caps. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know if that if this giant patch was what it was intended. Like maybe that's just a mistake, and they were like, "Well, the way around it is to just make everyone download the game again for now, and that the future updates will be smaller." But good God, is that is that worrying? I mean, Apex does a pretty bad job of its updates just being huge anyway, and Origin doesn't help because it can't deal with updates very well. Yeah. Um, but boy, that's that's the worst I've seen it for. And then the, the annoying thing was is that parallel to that, Overwatch was uh, was updating, and it's like, yeah, I've got a few hundred megs to do, no big deal. <laughs> we better wrap this up because I need to get food. Apparently, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's this is a good point for me. Yeah, I've played I've played a lot of games. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, I finished getting... a scapegoat too. <laughs> Should have you should have made a video of that. Uh, maybe, yeah. I think it's that game's biggest problem is that it's one of those. Hey, you don't know what any of these buttons do until you push them. Style puzzles. Mm. So it's a lot of trial and error. And I didn't do all the puzzles at the end because a lot of them ended up being optional towards the end of the game. And it's just like, well, these all suck. So. <laughs> Um, right. What? How's it going with the old video content? Other than not being able to record them, uh, we've got one video in the hopper. I saw Android Cactus and uh, uh, Steam Remote Play. Our little test there. Hmm. Um, well, I'll put that up at some point. We'll uh, see. Is that, yeah, we'll, we'll try and do some other video at some point. Maybe next weekend. We'll get you yeah. involved, Dan. Get something. Yeah, it's going. a long weekend, so it might be some. Yeah. Maybe try the YouTube stream option, or maybe if we can think of a local co-op game, let's all get into something and try something. Yeah, if you can figure something out, that'd be cool. Yeah, ideas on a postcard. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, we're, we will be back in a couple of weeks for another quarantine cast. <laughs> get your... Eat your, your salad eat, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. To, to hell with that. I'm having <laughs> that's, our, that's our medical <laughs> advice. It's... Yeah. Your salad eat. Your salad eat. You're going to get pizza? I'm going to try and make pizza now. I don't even know what food I'm about to have. (laughs) I just know it's there. If I could find the ingredients, I would be all over trying to make a pizza again. Yeah. Because because it goes pretty... This year, this year's pizza day, I managed to get it pretty great. So I'd like to have another go at it and make sure that wasn't just a fluke. (laughs) Um, But I've not been able to find the ingredients. Just the flour in particular. Oh yeah, flour's a problem. Just doesn't exist. Because everyone suddenly thought, hmm, time to bake. bake. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't help that Bake Off the Professionals is starting on TV again soon. Fucking hell. Because they filmed it all before everything went bad. Shut the fuck up about your sourdough bullshit. There's <laughs> so many people are doing sourdough. I care about the sourdough. So many people are doing it like with proper starter cultures as well oh, on my Twitter feed. Just go like... away. Oh well, never mind. We'll be over one day. They're all preparing for the apocalypse when you'll need to know how to make bread. They will be the most powerful people in society. (laughs) The sourdough bread makers. The most artisan of survivalists. Are they going to... Well, we're actually going to have, like, real value in the artisanship there. (laughs) (laughs) Bring that, like, classic podcast moment. You've got to bring that back. (laughs) Right, cool. Catch you next time, listeners. Bye. Bye. 
I haven't pushed the start stop button yet. I'm gonna have to actually stand up. <laughs> if you had pushed the start button, that would be a problem. Oh. Sh- <laughs>